we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women Podcast. For your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women Podcast. I'm Sam Walker, she is Simone Roche and every single week we're here sharing our stories of career, life, work, family and blooming everything in between. How are you Ms Roche? I am marvellous. In in it's dark though. It's dark. I know we talked about the 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 uh, clocks going back, forward, wherever. Fall back, isn't it? Fall, Fall back. back. Oh, oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Tell <laughs> Christmas what. is cancelled, and again we talked about that last week. So <sighs> rewind to last week. Play that back. And there you go. And there we go. <laughs> it's been a shocker this week. And listen, bear with me on this, because I know what noise you're going to make when I say the next sentence. But this week, I had to put socks on for the first time since <laughs> March. And you're going to go, oh, shut up, because it is really, really hot here in Phoenix. But I tell you what, when the cold comes, bang, it suddenly arrives. And there's something very weird about sticking your toe out from under the cover, well, sheet, uh, for every day for six, seven, eight, nine months. And then one day you stick your toe out and go, me opening the front door and whoa, suddenly it's cold it dropped from being about 36 degrees a day to 18 pretty much overnight last week so it's been a funny old time here it's warmed up the weekend but still it's it's kind of all over the place so we haven't got the dark which i'm appreciating but that change in temperature it is a I'm shocker. pretty certain Tell I've me. just lost the connection with Arizona. Pretty certain Arizona, <laughs> I've lost you. Look. I'm calling the whole of the Northern Power Women community now to block at Walker Sam. <laughs> Don't even bother listening. La 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 la. We will see you again in February I've when got... you're without socks. <laughs> I've got one word to say to you. Election. It's looming here. Of course, it's tomorrow here in the US. Whether or not we know who the president is by this time in 48 hours, do you know what? I doubt it. You never know. But the unless Trump wins, I don't think there is going to be a definitive answer to who is the next president of the United States. But this is a, this is a conversation for another day. But oh, it has been... conspiracy theory. Oh, my gosh. Well, look, I'm on, I'm on BBC Radio a lot over the next few days. So do listen in because I'm sort of sharing some of the, the craziness of the last couple of weeks here in the US. But on Twitter, at Walker Sam, as, um, as Simone said, if you if you want to ask any questions, it's absolutely bonkers. But we'll move have on. Have to unblock you. Have yeah. to unblock you first. <laughs> <laughs> she blocks me all the time. Uh, right, look, this week we've got a slightly different episode. We are going to be talking about some um, of the issues of the week, but there's something that a lot of members of the Northern Power Women community have been talking to us about and a conversation you and I had off air, in inverted commas, listen to us, showbiz. You and I had this conversation last week just on the regular phone and the more we talked about it, the more we realised so many women wanted to talk about it. And I don't care whether this is directly relevant to you today because if you're in your 20s your 30s your early 40s I'm telling you it's coming for you so I really suggest you listen 
and get a bit of advice and experience because we're talking about the M word, Simone. We are talking about the menopause and in particular, I think there's a whole menopause knowledge gap. Do you know that half of women cannot name any phases of the menopause? Um, and two and three women were blindsided by the menopause. And this all comes in a report, which is called the Invisibility Report. Bizarrely enough, um, um, authored or co-authored by Heather Jackson, who's one of the Northern Power Women Futurist. She set up something called Gen M. And I think after our conversation last week when we were recording, I think we, we talked about lots of things, didn't yeah, we? And we yeah. talked about, you know, obviously the hot flushes and obviously the, the symptoms that we think we know about. But we we talked about um, memory loss, didn't we? And And I have to say, you know, I'm in that knowledge gap, you know, because... And I don't know whether it goes to the fact that I I left home and went off to join the Navy when I was 18. And so I didn't experience my mum, you know, experiencing mm. it. And we never heard about Northern Power Nana experiencing it. She was a war bride and just kind of cracked on and did. So yeah. So when we talked about it last week, and I absolutely at one thought, at one point thought, gosh, I do pride myself on, on having this bizarre recall of, of facts and knowledge and statements and, and whatever. I always think, God, I've got a great memory. You know, I'm really proud of that. But I have had the bits of gaps where I've really struggled to recall a word or something. And I thought mm. there was one point, and I didn't say out loud till our conversation, I thought, oh my gosh, have, have I got earlier onset or something like this? Or what's the matter? And then you said, oh, it's it's a it's a symptom of the menopause. I did not know. No, and I think you're right. I mean, I was at home when my mum was going through menopause, but guess what? I was a teenager. I didn't notice or care about anything that was happening in her life because I was a teenage girl. And frankly, I had enough SH1T going on in my own life as a teenage girl with all the hormones. So I think this is what happens. You tend to be in the teenage years when your mum's going through it. So you're not taking any notice of what she is going through. You weren't around when she was pregnant for all those kind of crazy pregnancy hormones and you kind of don't care this time. And I, I don't know whether this is to do with ageism, whether the fact that women, when we pass 40 or so, we're off the, we're on the scrap heap in terms of visibility in films and television shows, unless we're the kind of crazy old woman or the, you know, the the angry spurned ex-wife, all these terrible pigeonholes that female actresses, actors are put into. So I think the reason we don't have these conversations is I think there's some shame around it. And I think there's some shame around ageing because I still do think of myself as someone a lot younger than I am, I suppose. It never really occurs to me that I am 48. Am I 48? I, I do remember growing up and saying to my mum and dad, how old are you? My dad would always go, um... Uh, and I think, how do you not know your age? Because I'm seven and three quarters in a week, you know. So you know at that age how old you are. <laughs> and and now I do have to go. I was born in 1972. So yeah, I'm 48, which is, I still do think of myself as about 35. So I think there's something around, you think the menopause can't be happening to me because I'm too young. And surely that happens to people who are a lot older than I am. Then you go, oh, holy moly, I am in middle age. When did When did that happen? But I also think there is this... We're under enough pressure at this stage of our career when a lot of women have taken some time out to have families and have come back and are desperately trying to play catch up. You're also at this age kind of aware that the generation behind you is rapidly catching up and their skills are perhaps 
beyond yours in some areas and you think, oh gosh, I need to stay relevant. And of course, then that imposter syndrome kicks in. Add into this all the massively changing hormones of menopause and you can understand why anxiety is a huge, huge factor of menopause because that's something I've definitely felt over the last 18 months or so. I thought it was maybe quitting my job, my hometown or my friends and moving (laughs) to another country that was making me feel anxious and a lot of the stuff that's happened here. But I think all these things are added in. But I remember so, so well, Simone, being on Five Live about the last six months year that I was on Five Live, I'd be interviewing a politician, say. And I would say, um, well, I think the real issue here is what are you going to do about policy around, um, uh, you know, the... Um, uh, the the policy uh, and I couldn't think of the word education I mean a, a basic word and he was the education minister so I'd be like that policy around you know where people go to learn or I couldn't remember the word for school and it was horrendous and I didn't know what was going on and of course then being five live all the texts would come in of people going oh you thick you don't even know what you're talking about what a rubbish interview and it was then that makes you even more anxious and I had no idea that the reason I couldn't remember the word for school or education or sometimes words like information they would just be there on the edge of my brain and I'd be like why can't I get this word out And then it was only actually when I spoke to Kate Rogers from the University of Bradford. And and do go back and listen to this interview. It's on episode 30 of season one of the Northern Power Women podcast. And she talked about these words escaping you and and the, the changes in your brain during menopause. And I went, holy moly that's what it is and I wish I'd known because I would have said that on air and said I'm sorry this is menopause and I think it would have helped a lot of people who were also thinking why on earth a lot of women why on earth can I think of words and and you know what we have opened a whole can of conversation so we I, I put in we put out a poll um uh, you know saying has this impacted you in work and I think it was uh I think 65 percent said yes a 64 percent yes it has 17 percent um was mildly 64 percent was absolutely yes wow. and, and the remainder was no but what was actually but that was on that was on a Twitter poll. Then I put in the conversation. I asked people to complete the poll by putting it into our Power Circle WhatsApp groups. Oh my goodness! Within thirty minutes, you will not believe the conversations. And and I think there was there's some really key things that came out and jumped out for me. You know that that there are no two women's symptoms that are the same. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. Uh, and, and equally, the huge age range. Laura Hepburn, you know, Greenology yes. over in, in T-Sally's, T-Sally's, she went through the change at 26. And yeah. she's now part of, I think it's a Hister, Hister Sisters, um, you know, but it's this whole everyone is dealing with it differently. And I went out, I literally, it, it's come back and back and back. And um, um, Alison Fisher, um, who's part of Cox Automotive, she's one of our shortlisted uh, leaders for uh, this year's awards. And she sent me through, she sent me through this video because it was um, World Menopause Day uh, last uh, a yes. couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And they did a panel on it. And it's massively insightful. There's a, there's a, there's a guy on there and he's, 
he's talking about he's talking about it from from his wife's perspective and he really took himself on a fast track of learning around it mm. you know really wanted to understand so he could be alongside and supporting you know his wife um then we've had share they Cox Automotive they've done a policy on it Ajen Kelby at the Office of Nuclear Nuclear Regulation they've done a whole um policy on it but it was just really interesting but one thing that came out from the conversations that we had Pan North um uh, this morning on this was the menopause is a leadership issue. This is not a women's issue. And how many times do we say that yeah. this is not a women's yes. issue? It's a, you know, so it's, the, it's this, so actually the one thing I've had since putting this out and then we went out on um, LinkedIn and on Insta stories as well to say, give us examples, give us examples of what your organization's doing. And, and what's great is there is, there is some fantastic work. So there's innovation with uh, Lyria Digital, Digital Health, they're creating this state of the art super tech, uh, health tech, um, app around it. As I said, we've got Gen M who've re reduced, um, released this report, which I love the title of the report, the invisibility report, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the statement is how can we make the menopause experience better today than it was yesterday? You know, so we don't have this invisible generation of women who have thus far navigated a life changing this transition in silence. Because we are, we are the first generation of women, really. I mean, my mum did work. She did work outside the home, but she was very much didn't work until I went to school. So she, she quit work when she married my dad. And then she was pregnant. Then she stayed at home with me till I was about five or six and then went back off to school. Then she worked part time. So she worked incredibly hard, but she worked in a different way than I think our generation has worked. So we are dealing with being at the kind of top of our career game as as the menopause is hitting. And I think that is having a really major, major <clears throat> The word's just gone again. I'm not even kidding you. Impact, again, how many times do we say that word? This is what drives me crazy. One thing as well I think is very powerful in what you just said, Simone, when you talked about, you know, if the, if the woman has a male partner and him getting on board, if she doesn't know why she is going through what she's going through, he cannot help. Mm. And that's the main issue is issue number one. We need to know what's going on in our own lives before we can ask for help from, from our partners, whether they be male or female. So I think two things on that. Number one, I remember doing a, a phone in about the menopause years ago on Five Live, years and years ago before, if I'm really honest, it affected me in any way. And I wasn't, I was, I was very much an outsider looking in. And there was, we had some doctor on who was talking about the mood swings that can really affect you. And any woman who's been pregnant will know that you go crazy. You sometimes turn into another person when you're pregnant. I know I did. Uh, put all my husband's clothes out on the front lawn because um, I was leaving him. How dare he? And it was, you know, you a lot of, not all women, a lot of women have these kind of very, very strong mood swings. Um, and this, this person on Five Live was talking about the big mood swings and how it can affect someone when they're going through menopause. And this man texted in and he said, I'm completely heartbroken. If I'd known this, I think I'd still be married. But we broke up because I couldn't take her mood swings anymore and I didn't know why she was acting that way. And, and that really affected me that I thought, oh my gosh, he didn't know what was going on because she didn't know what was going on. And as a little aside to that, when I started forgetting words and I would literally be in, in a mid conversation with my husband and I'd say, um, Dave, can you just go and, um, <clears throat> all right, I must just go and, uh, just go and sort that out. And he'd say, what, what, 
And he'd get really frustrated with me. He said, you've called me in here and now you've just got distracted and you're off on something else. And he would get really frustrated and angry with me. And then I'd say, what are you talking about? And it was only after I spoke to Kate Rogers at the University of Bradford, go back and listen, series one, episode 30 of the Northern Power Women podcast, that when that started to happen, I'd say, I'm sorry, my words have just totally gone. I don't know what I'm talking to you about. I've called you in here and I don't know why I've called you in here. And it's not it's become a non-thing now between us because mm. it happens three, four, five times a week. And I'll say to him, sorry, it's gone. And he'll go, OK, because he before saw it as me not seeing him as, as worthwhile remembering what I was talking about. You know, he took it as a personal slight that I would start a sentence and then just tail off. But now he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. So I think the more we can learn about why perhaps we're acting a little bit differently and why we feel anxious or why we're boiling hot or what, you know, all these things, that's going to help all of our relationships at home and at work. Absolutely. And it's it's almost eight out of 10 menopausal women are in work as well. And this is why employers can't ignore this either. Yeah. You know, that this is why it's great to see the policies from, you know, some of these organizations. And what I also saw in the in the, the chats uh, when we literally just started this conversation was the willingness to share and the willingness to collaborate. And I think that was really powerful to me. You know, we're talking a couple of hours mm. of conversation and you know and and one of the things I said you know was what was what would be the thing that you would want to um what would you ask for and what would you want to share and I I think the big thing was about I would share that it's not the same for everyone um and the ask is let's let the talking about it and signposting and supporting this and the impact in the workplace becomes normal you know, yes. it's a major part of the well-being agenda, which we talk about so often, don't we? Yeah. But it needs to start at leadership level. So, and and some more stats, because I have been a bit like Stato, um, I think this new, <laughs> um, uh, 94% would benefit from brands being more inclusive and catering better to menopausal women. 87% would benefit from the media and press being more vocal. 90%, 94% of women going through the menopause said they feel that they will benefit from society being more open and I think that was what happened when I threw this into the the whatsapp group was that there was a real sense of openness and we've got women of different ages in there and I think you know when Laura came through and said you know I I, you know 26 years old it's not there's not the one size fits all so we have to seek to understand we have to support we have to listen up and we have to drive change. And guess what? All of those actions are what we're doing anyway. So why are we not doing it around menopause? 100%. Where can people check in with you and with us and Northern Power Women and you, Simone, on social media? I just want people who perhaps don't link in with us across social to know where to come. Yeah, they can get us on all of our socials, North Power Women on Twitter, uh, Northern Power Women, we've got our own page, uh, Instagram, Northern Power Women, Facebook page, or wherever you feel comfortable to have a conversation, please do get involved and please do join the conversation. Equally, I, I know what's happening already. I can feel the sense of movement. We like to signpost in the um, uh, in the show notes. We'll, we'll share 
the Gen M um, link to that website and also from a health tech perspective, this Lyria Digital. So it's great to see there's different, there's different, you know, sort of uh, there's different places that you can go. You've got, um, we've had Jeanette Jackson from the Manchester Stress Centre as well. She's been on LinkedIn going, thank you for sharing this. She's doing a massive piece of work with the NHS um, around this, which is is brilliant. And and it will lead us nicely into our life lessons as well. Let's where we've got the, I know, the wonderful, Wonderful, Sharon MacArthur, one of our one to watch uh, shortlisted again in this week's uh, in this year's awards. I'm conscious of every word I, I miss right now. I'm going, gosh, is this is this is this is this is this, is this, is this my peri uh, perimenopausal uh, kind of experience, which I, which I believe it is. But Sharon set up Miss Menopause. She's over in the in the northeast. She set it up four years ago, and she, I mean, she really was a trailblazer ahead of her time. Um, obviously, over this period, she's had to take everything virtual, but it mm. is virtual, um, and so her life lessons are really interesting and really collaborative, as we would expect from our Northern Power women. Hi, everybody. It's Sharon MacArthur from Miss Menopause. And I'm going to share my life lessons with you this morning. What's one piece of advice that's really stuck with you? Many years ago, a good friend of mine uh, made me realise that the voice in my head that used to tell me nasty things was my own. So the best bit of advice I was given was, did you know that you could choose to make it up good? And my goodness, what a difference that's made. What's one piece of advice you would pass on to somebody starting their career today? I would say do what you love and figure that out really early on if you can. Because once you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Tell us about a time when you've had to be resilient. Well, I would say it's this year right now. So in March um, this year, I had a full order book. And systematically from about the 16th of March, all of my business cancelled because all of the work I did up until that point um, was face-to-face. So quite rightly so, I couldn't do it anymore. So rather than give up, I've had some dark days. I've chosen to power on. And so I have to give you an example when I've had a strong business network that came into its own. So that really wraps around that last question. Rather than give up, I reached out to my network and I've ended up collaborating with four four of us together. So three of the fantastic businesswomen. And we formed um, a great network over the summer months putting on lots of events um, for lots of people in our network to help make a positive difference. So when have you ever taken a risk and what happened? Well, setting up Miss Menopause was a big risk. I remember over three, nearly four years ago, starting to investigate menopause symptoms because of my own experience and talking to a number of quite eminent people who kind of raised their eyebrows and wondered what on earth I would be talking about menopause in the workplace for and who would want to listen to that. So luckily for me, I didn't really take any notice. I followed my heart and here I am today running Miss Menopause. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much to the wonderful Sharon MacArthur for your life lessons. Brilliant to hear from you and your insight. As ever, of course, we want to hear yours. We would love, love, love to hear from you. We'll tell you what to do. It's dead easy. Just bob us an email, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. And from there, we'll send you instructions and it will take you five minutes and you could really, really help uh, another person listening to this podcast. Because as I said every week, I always get a little bit of a nugget from someone every single week. 
Uh, look, before we head off into the sunset, we've talked so much this week about a subject that's quite taboo and we've seen from your response how much you want to continue talking about it. So, Simone, where can people reach out? You've mentioned your social medias, but those reports, as we said, we'll put in the show notes, right? So if you look on Absolutely. your app, they'll be there. And we'll also, if you've got anything more that you want information about, please get in touch at connect at northernpowerwomen.com. But absolutely, I think we shouldn't be invisible about this. 41% of women going through the menopause revealed feeling lonely, invisible, irrelevant or dispensable. So I actually think we need to be taking, keeping this external. We need to be keeping this out there and keep the conversation going. There's people to help you. There's people to talk with out there across the Northern Power Women community and beyond but if you feel like you can't send us a note on connect and and or, or you you've reached out via the the show notes via the report or whatever but don't don't be alone in this but i do think it's important that invisible becomes visible with this 100% as ever marvelous conversation thank you so much for listening really really appreciate you being part of the northern power women podcast the next episode is coming your way on monday november the 9th Until then, she's Simone Roche, I'm Sam Walker, and the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production.